In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, God of revival, we thank you and we praise you for being here tonight. We thank you for the gift of your real presence, your body, blood, heart, and soul, and divinity, really, truly, substantially present here in our midst, in the Blessed Sacrament, in the most holy Eucharist. Jesus, we believe. Please help our unbelief, Lord. Jesus, we believe that you are really here. Jesus, we believe that your sacred heart is burning with holy fire, with divine love, and that you want to set our hearts on fire, that you want us to catch this flame, that you want to set us on fire, that you want us to experience the intensity of your love for us here tonight in a new way. And in some sense, you want to make us all torches of your love so that once set on fire ourselves, we could go out and set the world ablaze just as you desired to do, as you expressed during your public life, during your public ministry. Mother Mary, we crown you the queen of our time here in the presence of Jesus, your son, as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And Holy Spirit, we call on you specifically. You are the fire of that love. You are the, the advocate the comforter, the light of God, the love of God. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come in a new way here tonight, to touch each and every one of us in a new way, to enlighten our minds, to inflame our hearts, to strengthen our wills, to open up our minds and our hearts and our bodies to receive your salvation, your healing touch, your divine mercy, your healing power. Come, Holy Spirit, fall afresh on us. Abba, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit to come upon all of us here tonight. And we pray for a spirit of healing to be released upon all those here tonight who seek your healing, be it physical, spiritual, emotional, psychological, whatever kind of healing we need here tonight, Lord, we pray that your healing power would flow mightily in this place and bring that healing that people seek in faith. We believe, Lord, that you are the divine healer. You've done it before, and we believe that you can do it again. And we believe that you want to do it again here tonight. That you want to unite yourself to us more intimately. 
like never before. St. Anthony of Padua, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we find ourselves now in ordinary time, as we say, in the church calendar. But we're celebrating these great solemnities on Sunday. We just had Corpus Christi, where we once again renewed our faith and our devotion to the body and the blood of Jesus in the Eucharist, his real presence. And we're looking forward to this Friday to celebrating the sacred heart of Jesus. The sacred heart of Jesus. Why do we honor the sacred heart of Jesus? Well, because God became a man in the person of Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, became a man. Jesus took on our human nature without losing his divine nature. So he became what he was not without losing what he always was. So two natures, one divine person. So he had a human will. He had a human heart. He had human emotions. And we want to honor that. Because God, in the person of Christ Jesus, wanted us to know that he feels for us and he feels with us. That he has compassion for us. And that whatever breaks your heart, breaks his heart. And that the things that sadden people in the world, sadden his heart too. To an even greater measure, you might say. Because his heart is so sensitive, more than any human being's heart could possibly be, to all of the hurts in the world, past, present, and future. So I wanted to read from number 478 in the Catechism, which speaks to the heart of the incarnate Word, the Word made flesh. Number 478. Jesus knew and loved us each and all during his life, his agony and his passion, and gave himself up for each one of us. The Son of God loved me. This is St. Paul talking. The Son of God loved me and gave himself for me. He has loved us all with a human heart. For this reason, the sacred heart of Jesus, pierced by our sins and for our salvation, is quite rightly considered the chief sign and symbol of that love with which the divine Redeemer continually loves the Eternal Father and all human beings without exception. Without exception. That's good news. Amen? <laughs> he loves us all with great devotion, with great desire, with great passion. He loves us all. And that first sentence was highlighted for me when I first traveled to the Holy Land. The priest that I, it was a, 
a senior priest that I was accompanying and then a group of pilgrims. And he used this number to tie together our entire pilgrimage. Because at each site, at each holy site that we visited, we reflected back on this number and the significance of it. So when we went to Bethlehem and we visited the place where Jesus was born in the manger, we reflected on the fact that when he was born, when Jesus was born, he still had his divine mind and divine nature. So we could say quite rightly that when he was born, he still knew each and every one of us. He could see into the future because he was outside of time, as I like to say, and in time, all at the very good, all right. Got my groupies here who know my stuff, right? So God is outside of time. He's in time, all at the same time. So when he was born, he could even see this moment here tonight. And he knew that you would be here. He was hoping that you would be here, and by the grace of God, here you are. And so as he was being born, and placed in Mary's arms. He was already loving you with a human heart. How cool is that? Isn't that an awesome thought? And then you could fast forward to the Last Supper, for example, when he was instituting the Eucharist. While he was instituting the Eucharist, celebrating the first Mass, thinking about staying with his church, and prolonging his presence in a sacramental way, he had us on his heart that night as well. We were on his mind and, and we were in his heart. He was loving us at that moment with his sacred heart. And you could say that his heart was literally bursting with love when he was instituting the Blessed Sacrament, because he knew that with this sacrament that we have here in our midst, he would, in fact, be able to prolong his presence all throughout time until the end of time, enabling him to be united with all of his brothers and sisters, with all of the members of his mystical body, with his bride, the church. And of course, from the cross, from the cross, when he was literally dying for the sins of the world to reconcile us with the Father, he had each and every one of us in his mind's eye. He could see all of our faces and he knew all of our names. And that's why he didn't come down from the cross. When he was being tempted to come down, to just stop it, he wanted all of us to know that he was willing to go all the way. That he was willing to love us to such an extreme. And that nothing even death, even a horrible death 
like crucifixion, was not going to get in the way of his, of his coming to save us. Nothing was going to get in the way of his saving you. So no sin is too big. Whatever you've done or whatever has happened to you, it's not too big for Jesus. Because then when he rose from the dead, he also had you in his heart and he was loving you with his human heart, now glorified human heart. The same glorified heart that he loves you with now from heaven. So he's still loving you, even in heaven, with a human heart, in his glorified body. And that love will never change. It's unchanging. It's infinite. It's eternal. It's unchanging. It's faithful. And it's powerful. It's powerful. Really, nothing can stop it. Except one thing, <laughs> and that's you. <laughs> Only we can really stop God from loving us. Only you can stop God from loving you, in a sense, right? Because whether you want to receive it or not, he's still going to love you. It'll break his heart if you don't correspond with his love, but he will still love you. So it's true, we are the limiting factor in our relationship with God, but he doesn't even hold that against us. But he keeps inviting us to receive more. I know that's what he would hold against me if I just stopped believing and hoping and trusting that he had more to give me. I wouldn't be here tonight praying the way that I'm praying with all of you had I stopped believing and hoping and trusting a couple years ago in what I felt he was inviting me to pursue in the Encounter School of Ministry. So I believe that there are new doors that God is, in a sense, opening to all of you. There are new doors that he is inviting you to walk through. He can't do it for you. He's there. He's inviting you. He's extending his hand to you. He's inviting you to take that step of faith, that leap of faith. But he can't do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. I can't do it for you. You can borrow my faith if you want. <laughs> and that's legitimate. But then there comes a time when you yourself have to take a step for yourself. If you're going to mature in your faith, if you're going to grow closer to God, You've got to do it for yourself. And you're doing it here tonight. Thanks be to God. You're all here. So just by the fact that you're here, you've already done that. 
And I know God is going to honor that here tonight for all of you. But I just want to encourage you to keep taking those steps each and every day. Because there's more. There's more. There's greater intimacy that God wants to have with all of you. And I think one thing that he wanted me to share with you here tonight is the, the holiness of your life, the sanctity of your life. He wants you all to know that you are precious to him. And there's a lot that goes into that. And I think especially he wants you to know that the way he will treat you is so tender and so respectful that you don't have to be afraid of him. He doesn't want you to be afraid of him. Oftentimes I hear things like, oh, you know, Father, I'm afraid to say yes to God because, you know, then he's going to ask me to do something like really suffer or something like that, and I'm afraid to suffer. Well, raise your hand if you have not suffered in your life. Raise your hand. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing. Everybody suffers, whether you're close to God or not. And I would argue that you suffer more if you're not close to God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Right? I mean, I don't know how you suffer if you're not close to God. I mean, I guess that's why so many people end it, right? They end it for themselves. So the enemy loves to sow these lies. And he loves to, to stir up fear in your heart and distrust. Because there's nothing more consoling than really getting to know the heart of God. There's nothing more comforting. There's nothing more reassuring. There's nothing more affirming. There's nothing more inspiring. There's nothing more healing than getting to know the heart of God in Christ Jesus. Because he is meek and humble of heart. We could read that passage, Matthew 11. It's one we've read before. But it's so beautiful because Jesus is literally telling us what his heart is like. Let's start Matthew eleven twenty five. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. So you don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar, in other words. You don't have to be a rocket scientist, right? <laughs> All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. So just by the fact that you're here tonight is a sign, is a proof that Jesus has revealed the Father to you and wants 
to continue to reveal the Father to you. And then the invitation. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle or meek and lowly or humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I am gentle and lowly in heart. He talked about infants. Elsewhere, he talks about becoming childlike in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. So again, he doesn't want us to be afraid doesn't want us to be intimidated. So let's pray a little bit before we start with our procession or or with our healing prayer. Let's just declare some things together out loud. Just repeat after me here. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare... That I'm a child of God. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare. The truth. That Jesus is Lord. In the name of Jesus. I believe and I declare the truth. That the sacred heart of Jesus burns with love for me. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare the truth that I am precious in God's eyes. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare the truth that I am holy. Because God made me holy. In the name of Jesus. I believe and I declare the truth. That I am very special. In the name of Jesus. I believe and I declare the truth. That I am chosen. And wanted by God. And that I belong to him. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, come. Fall afresh on me. I need you, Holy Spirit. I'm desperate for you. I can't know God without you. And I want to know the heart of Jesus. In a deep way, in a personal way, in a powerful way, in a healing way, in a liberating way, in an empowering way. Come, Holy Spirit, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. 
Heal me. me. Deliver me. me. Strengthen me. me. Thank you, Lord. How many of you feel an anointing right now? Raise your hand if you feel like a tingling, a warmth, a peace. Maybe you're getting emotional already. These are all manifestations of the Spirit. You might feel like you want to cry. You might feel like you want to laugh. You might feel like you want to go to sleep. These are all manifestations of the Spirit. The tingling, the electricity, the heat. It's the Spirit moving. That's the Spirit moving. Let's uh, repeat this prayer with me too. In the name of Jesus... I give myself permission to feel the presence of God. In the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of fear and I send it to the foot of the cross to be dealt with by Jesus as he wills. Come Holy Spirit. Father, fresh on me. I want to feel you. I want to know you. Speak to me. Touch my heart. Renew my mind with divine truth. Heal my body. Heal my heart. Heal my memories. I'm sorry for all my sins. Please forgive me. And in the name of Jesus, I choose to forgive all those who have offended me. All those who have incurred a debt with me because they offended me. So I take that debt, Jesus, and I lay it down at the foot of the cross. And I release these people from all bitterness and resentment. And I pray for their conversion and repentance and healing and salvation. Amen.